Hello, Bible Beaters. Welcome to another episode of the Bible Beater Podcast. This is the Lord of Hosts, Caleb Campbell, joined as always by the interrupter, Kyle Vesner. How's it going anyways, Kyle? Pretty good. You look a little different. Hi. What's that? I'm fatter? My beard's longer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you prick? <laughs> Both. <laughs> There's a coup d'etat in this podcast last week. I'm fucking back. Yeah, the, last the week one, you were fucking handsome as hell. The one true Square host jaw. is back on this podcast. Yeah, it's because yeah, his jaw got busted like my nose, except he looks better for it. Isn't that fucked up? Yeah. He had like a weak jaw, got it broken, and now he's like a square jaw, handsome guy. I don't know if it was necessarily a weak jaw, but... It was real weak. <laughs> it was... That's why it got broken. Like it was pathetic. So, this is a new studio. Jaw. We're in a, like a 4x4 four four prison cell with one small window. <laughs> don't ruin the illusion. It's a fucking masterpiece, pr- like penthouse prison cell on the second floor of a two-floor... Yeah, exactly. 28-floor building. It goes 26 floors underground. Yeah, you can't escape. So, yeah, man. How's it going? What's new? I've been in Sweden for a month. I got back, like, last week. Like, everything is new. Everything. The, the house. Everything. The I mean, studio. The equipment. Is, all of it. This is the very, very temporary setup right now. It's a it's fucking... It's not bad. It's, just, it's a It's like our old setup with closer walls. Yeah, but I don't have any of that controls close to me. It's very annoying. Oh, they're over here, so I can fuck with them a yeah, little bit. Don't. I won't. Yeah, I don't know. My I'm like you. Fucking... I don't like to sabotage my own <laughs> podcast. <laughs> it's been fucking chaos, man. Yeah. I've been running around like an idiot. You know what I did? I'm a fucking idiot. So I have like, I have, I don't know. It may not sound like it, but I try to please people I know. Mm-hmm. You know, if they ask me to do something, regardless of how inconvenient it is for me, I always do it. Could you not interrupt me, please? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. So, I guess we can just say this now. My ex-girlfriend, yeah, her mom, calls me up. Oh, no. It's been, it's been two months. Yes. Right? And her mom calls me up, and while we were dating, her mom bought... A replacement screen yeah. for her dad's laptop and asked me if I could fix it. And I said, yeah, no problem. Just give the laptop to my ex-girlfriend. Yeah. She'll get it to me. I'll give it back to her. Warranty's void, man. Because she goes there every time, right? Yeah. She, she goes and works out there where they live. So I'm like, I'm not driving there. To no. fucking... and but the warranty's void now. That's your ex-girlfriend. I kn- right? Yeah. You're not obligated. I'm not. She's a dick for asking, I think. I think so too, but he, here's the thing. She has like, she had like a weird medical condition and had to get a brain operation eventually. It was oh, it was okay. fairly minor, yeah, but it like changed her personality to the point yeah. where she doesn't understand social cues. Okay, very well. well, that's then yeah. So then you're kind of on the hook. I don't know. I felt a little on the hook. I didn't know what to do. It caught me so off guard. I answer the phone from a number I don't know, but it's the area code. So I'm like, yeah. all right, it's not some weird telemarketing shit. I answer it. It's like, oh, hey, Kyle. I'm like, oh, hi, who is this? And then she's like, oh, hey, it's Carla. So I got this laptop and and she just goes into a huge fucking spiel about. She knew, obviously. Yeah. (laughs) I wasn't sure. I had to ask my ex-girlfriend if she knew we were broken up. Oh, man. That's something my dad would do. Uh, So here's the fucked up part. So I can do this. I've replaced many laptop screens. It'll take me an hour to two hours. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck it. She insisted on paying me. I said, no. She said, yes, I'm paying you. Okay. You need to make money. I'm yeah. like, okay. Take the money. Fine. I'm taking the money. So I have the laptop apart. I don't open. Here's because I'm an idiot. I should have checked what she bought ahead of time versus I didn't check any of the shit she <laughs> gave me. I just took the laptop apart. And it was a fucking Apple, and Apple's a cunt. So here's what they do. They put, like, let's say there's, like, four screws in a row. They'll be different Mm -hmm. sizes, so you can't put it back together properly. Yeah, they all. you need, like, four different screwdrivers. Not even that. You fuck it up putting it back together because the screws, like, one screw rolls out of place. So I have, I lay it out in this tray I have clockwise. Yeah. Of the order I take it out, and then I go reverse. That's how I always do it. This is getting real autistic. Right? Because you need to know what fucking size screw goes (laughs) where. It matters. So I get I get it to the point, I take the hinge off, the lid the lid's off, their whole thing's separated, the bottom's out, tons of parts are out. Yeah. I get to it, I go, okay. This isn't the right screen. No, there's no screws for the screen anywhere. 
then I look it up and you can take the panel off and there's screws. And then I keep on watching what this guy's doing and he gets a heat gun out and razor blades. Apple glues their fucking screens in like a cell phone. Dicks. And I'm like, okay, I'm not over this. I'm putting it back together. <laughs> yeah, it's not I'm your giving t- it back to her. I, I have replaced one tablet screen like that. It was a fucking nightmare. Essentially, what you have to do is you have to cut the glue off while you heat it up with... That sounds like a real fun time. It's to, fucking to brutal volunteer. and it takes forever. And all you're doing is cursing her name. Yes. <laughs> actually. Fuck you, Carla. And here's the thing. So I go, now tell me what I should have done now. Because <laughs> I have... Mixed... Jump out the second story window of this prison. So I call around. Like the people at Apple put nets in your house. <laughs> so how to do this properly is like if you take it back to Apple and they refinish it or you send it to China or like some companies will do it. They have a machine that heats it up. It's like a big hot plate. You put it on there, it heats it up, and then you just lift the fucking screen off. You put UV glue on, you put it back in, you have this UV light. You can you do that in it. the microwave, I heard, if you just put it on popcorn <laughs> yeah. and watch it real close. You got to make sure it's popcorn minus three seconds. Okay, yeah, well, yeah. depends on your heat setting on your microwave. So that's what you normally do. So if I had to do it, I would have to use a heat gun and cut it with razor blades, like wedge them in, like 20 of them in the side and heat it up at the same time. So I call her and I called around Kelowna to see if anyone would do it, get her a quote. And I was just going to take the screen there, get them to do it. And then I would put it back together and be like, free here. I don't want to fucking see this ever don't, again. Don't talk to me. Yeah. So I, I message her like a bunch, all the info. And then she doesn't get back to me for half an hour and then just goes, uh, then I go, okay, I'm putting it back together then. And then she messaged me back immediately. Yeah. Like, after I tell her all the problems, nothing until I say I'm putting it back together right now. And you're getting a broken laptop. Yeah. She says. And then she goes, I read on the internet that you can just use a heat gun. Yeah. And she's like, what, can you not? I, you could just use a heat gun array, but it's not even that hard. It's kind of like, hard. It's insanely hard. But now I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I could technically do that. Dude, don't do it. Because what if you do it and it, do- and it fucks up? And then now... See, n- exactly. And you're not... You were only doing this as a favor and now you're you're in it like too far. It's You don't have the proper tools. I don't. That's that's a good enough reason Do you see right that there. closet right there? I do see it. It's closed. Guess, you know why it's closed? Because it's full of heat guns. You know how I said you have to take the part, the screws out? Yeah. Whatever? Oh, they're all there? They're all there in order, hoping it doesn't get... As soon as it gets knocked out of place, that's it. There's supposed to be an earthquake tonight, too. Great. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. I hope there is. I hope that works out for you, Kyle. It's not gonna. gonna I don't have... know what to do. Just, no, I can't do it with a heat gun. I'm not qualified. I don't know what I'm doing. I've never done it before, and I don't want to try. Here's your computer back. I have done it before, though, and she knows that. Well, then... Say I don't want to do it. I don't owe you anything. You can take it to a place. That's a hard thing to say. It but is a hard thing to say. Just say it. Tell the truth. She's nice to me. <sighs> it's very difficult. <laughs> it's fucked up. I really don't want to do it, but I feel like I have to. And you know what? I'm a pussy and I'm going to fucking probably do it. Then thanks for wasting all of our she time. She supposed... Oh, this fucking whole thing. Aren't you going to ask me how my trip was? No, I'm done. I quit the podcast. <laughs> I quit Let's the go. podcast. Great. Turns out trip? we have a great Fuck, replacement. Three, yeah, no shit. Um, we were there for yeah, just over three weeks. It was fucking awesome, man. I ate so three much. weeks with your girlfriend. Yeah, it's a real step up in the relationship, eh? I know. Let's How's not that talk feel? about it. Uh, everybody's making jokes about it. it. Makes me very uncomfortable. I'm starting to feel like one of those, you know, house pets that's got the snake around it, and it's every time you breathe out, it gets tighter <laughs> and tighter and tighter. So much so tight that you're shitting everywhere. Yeah, and then it's black. Like it's vision's going black. And this is this is the end for me. Anyways, but here's here's the thing though. It is it's a big step in a relationship to meet parents most of the time at our age. They've already come here to Canada, so it no. wasn't that. It wasn't. That's, that's not my point. You understand at our age in your thirties, it's a big leap to meet the parents. Yeah, I know. Because usually, no, dude, I know say, all this. I thought about this. <laughs> I hate this. Don't bring it up and make <laughs> me talk about it publicly. Yeah, it's a big leap to meet them normally if they're in the same fucking city. It's an entirely different leap when you fly to Sweden. It's true. For three weeks. It was fun, though. To meet her family. I'm sure it was. So we got to Gothenburg. We basically spent our time back and forth between Gothenburg, which is like Vancouver of Sweden, a little bit smaller. And then. Is it the biggest city? No, I think Stockholm's the biggest, then Gothenburg. It's only like 400,000 people. No, they're like. 
I don't know. They talk in Swedish miles, which is 10 kilometers. So they're like... <laughs> really? 80... They have metric miles over there? Yeah, it's just 10 kilometers. I know. That's a but, metric mile. Yeah. So they do that. That's so, fucking stupid. It's not really. It's the same I don't system. Like, it just... I don't adds... like other languages adopting my words. Okay. Yeah. No, I would. I knew that you would take exception to that. Yeah. So Gothenburg, we just ate a bunch of food. We went to all the nice restaurants. The first night I went out drinking there, I spent like $700 by accident. Wow. So, uh, my girlfriend still has a Swedish bank account. Did you over tip? No, I didn't tip at all. I just didn't know that mixed drinks were like $30 each. Are you kidding me? No. I had Why no go there? Here's the thing. Only in a bar though, right? Yeah, in you a bar. You could buy a bottle for whatever for, normal price. You know, 40 bucks instead okay, of like so 25 not that good, but... But yeah, it's still expensive. But here's the thing. I kind of... So, I just gave my girlfriend a lump sum of money and she put it in her Swedish bank and paid for everything and that's kind of like... We'll work it out, but we're, you know, we're not really oh, keeping. And you're sharing bank accounts. You fly to Sweden <laughs> for three weeks, meet the parents, and now you're so, sharing a bank account. Yeah, this is pretty casual. So, I think it's getting more casual so, by the second. So I was just kind of like, Camilla, you know, can you buy this for me? And I was just like, order. And she was like, she warned me that it's getting expensive, but she didn't really say how much because I don't think she wanted to put a bummer on the night. But well, maybe she cut me mention off. Mentioned it at some point. Yeah, she cut me off at like I don't know ten drinks. And I was that's three hundred dollars. Like it was more than that. She's like, well, I guess combined us. So she's had some drinks too. Yeah. But she's like, we spent a lot of money tonight. I was like, like how much? She's like, like five hundred dollars. I was like, are you fucked? Are you serious? I'm not even drunk yet. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? How how does anybody afford to live in this country? And yeah, it turns out we spent like over six hundred dollars. Are all the bars like that? Every bar. I mean, we were at nice bars. Why too. would people? I don't know. Go out ever? They must be rich or something like. You could tell the bartenders aren't used to making these drinks. I was ordering like old fashions and you know Long Island iced teas and shit. Cause that's yeah. a... And then I learned the term uh, "storstock," which is strong, strong, short, or tall, strong, or something. Which is that's just like your cheapest, finest beer. That's like the house beer. So that's what I did for the rest of the trip. And how much are those? They're like seven dollars or eight. Oh my god, that's way better. Yeah, that's but that's like the shitty cheap beer. Actually, they're more like ten dollars. They're seventy crowns. So yeah, ten dollars. For a beer. That's fucked up. Yeah, that's gross. Sorry, guys. Twice the price, at least. But the highlights of the trip were Dark Tranquility played downtown Gothenburg, which was pretty fun. Um, it rained. Dark Tranquility? is there You f- know, all your bands sound made up. Yeah. Because they-, they all sound similar. <laughs> They're all like kind of the same thing. Hey, this is Blood Moon. All right. <laughs> that is I've a never band. Heard- oh, fuck you. That is See, a band. See, it's so dumb. <laughs> Um, See, they aren't just made up. Elvin King up. was one of those headlining <laughs> bands of Sabaton. That is so stupid. But it was so it was like culture festival. So it was there. I don't know, just like fun days downtown, like food trucks and like puppet shows and people singing and shit. And then they had Dark Tranquility, which is a pretty famous metal band. Like play like headlined in downtown Gothenburg. They played like twenty five songs, like a long set. Like they didn't fuck around. Does everyone like that shit there? Is that like um, the there most? was definitely fans there, but most people were it like not standing out in the rain, like kind of under canopies, like watching. It was, I wouldn't say not not that well attended. No, what I mean is, um, I scared the shit out of these two Asian chicks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, there's this one song. It's like, let me hear you, Gothenburg, and I was like. Ah, ah. And these chicks were just Jesus. walking by me, like happened to be right then. And I looked at them and screamed and they like were terrified. Like I've, ne- I've ne- they were so scared. They thought that I was like a straight up murderer or something. Well, probably rapist <laughs> if you go by the trend in Sweden lately. They haven't been listening to the podcast. So then we went to um, Sefla, her hometown. And, you know, I met some of her friends from high school and shit. Who? Um, oh, Cephla? Cephla. That's the hometown. That's hometown. It's okay. like, you know, this tiny little girl's name. population, like, you know, 4,000. We went uh, jet skiing one day. That was really fun. I crashed the jet ski. I think I got pictures of that on Instagram. We went to a football match, which... So it's nice there. It's pretty nice. I thought it would be like the weather would suck. No, it did suck. It rained every day. Oh, okay. <laughs> But like it would rain for like an hour and then the sun would come out or it would be the sun would come out for an hour and it would rain for the rest of the day. It poured rain for the whole last four days when I was camping in a tent. It fucking poured rain. It was That's a fucking miserable. Yeah. I pissed the tent the first night, so it didn't really oh, so matter. Wa- so washed it out for you. <laughs> it didn't really matter. Um, fucking I went to a football match, which was these fans over there are nuts. I put those pictures on Instagram. They're, Football as in soccer? Soccer. Soccer match. Yeah. 
and the fans over there are insane. Because every country has like their own football. You go to Australia, football's totally different. Yeah, Aussie America, football, football's rugby football's different. football. Yeah, there's like four different footballs I know of. So the fans are absolutely insane to watch nothing happen. It was the most boring one-one tie. Actually, I mean, there was a penalty shot. There was chances, but the diving, it makes it literally unwatchable. It was pathetic. Like, it's honestly pathetic. Especially to see it. I was like eight rows up. I saw it right there. I saw guys rolling around, fake crying. And I was just like, you fucking pussy. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird when you play a full contact sport. It's unbearable. Where the the coach is like, hey, get the fuck up. Like, you're not allowed to do that. It's like, get the fuck up. It's unbearable. The bitching at the ref and then, like, the players, like, faking it on each other and then getting up and, like, high-fiving. Well, isn't like a free kick, depending on where you get it, like a goal 50% of the time? I, I, maybe. They like didn't in, score off one in this game, but there was a lot of free kicks awarded. It was, it's, I can't believe how rabid the fans are to watch fucking nothing happen. It was the most kind of overrated. It was kind of, it was cool to go and be a part. The songs and shit were crazy. They yeah, were lighting I think that's flares the whole thing. and waving. So I was like, yeah, this is kind of fun. But I can't see myself becoming a soccer or football fan. I think you just got to like drinking and having a bunch of friends. And yeah. that's like the whole reason. But the highlight of the trip, the best part was for the last four nights, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I went to Sabaton Open Air up in Fallen, which is uh, halfway up Sweden, a little bit north of Stockholm. <laughs> Yeah, if you say Falloon, they'll laugh at you, which is what I was saying for most of the time. It's talking, speaking Swedish is almost all about cadence. Yeah. Falloon. Yeah. So <laughs> I say Falloon, they would all laugh. They sound like do-to-do retards, eh, when they talk? It's like birds a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was the biggest gathering of neck or of face dandruff i've ever seen every guy there was like short fat like me store stock with beards and there was just like i just never noticed so much beard dandruff as that's disgusting because it was yeah just don't shower well by the third day of camping and everybody's out there like in armstrong it's friday saturday right you're leaving we were there for like four fucking nights right but beard i've never had beard dandruff in my life well, yeah, their beards are gross. So, so is mine, man. Look, you want to see that? Look no, at that. Look stop at that. doing that. I'm getting it on Get the that mic. shit all over. Yeah, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> um, shit. So first night. So is it? You know, like if you go to the south and everyone likes country. Yeah. If you, in Sweden, does everyone like metal? No, no, way off, way different. I kind of was a little bit surprised how few. It's about the same proportion of people who like metal here. Oh wow! It's like pretty. But it's like their national fucking yeah. export. I met the guy. Have you heard of the guy that has a license to play heavy I, metal I have at heard work? Of him, actually. I met that fucking guy. He's got wristbands from concerts from like the tip of his, you know, his wrist, the base of his thumb. Almost up to his elbow on both arms, like whack in 1998, you know, like all like so many crazy fucking mm-hmm. stats. Like he's had those on for 20 years. Gross. It's crazy. He had like a full steampunk outfit with like this crazy hat and face paint. I took a picture of him too. <laughs> um, on Wednesday. That's the problem with socialism is they let dudes like that exist. They, yeah. You can't fire him. For playing loud metal at work? That's got to be super because annoying. Because therapy that's, that's or gotta, whatever the fuck? That's got to be super annoying. Fuck that guy. I know, right? Fire him immediately. Put headphones in. Yeah. Like, also that. <laughs> I didn't even consider that. Yeah. It's kind of a stupid law. Everyone over there thought it was stupid too, but the precedent has been set. Could you imagine if they extended that to other fucking... They do yeah, over like, there. People have to listen to fucking country music full blast all the time. It's their therapy. Or fucking any genre that you don't yeah, like. I if they were tick. playing nonsensical, like, fucking jazz music mm-hmm. all the time, I would lose it. <laughs> I would lose too. my mind. What a, I have this tick, though. You can't fire me because they just go, yep, every three seconds. <sighs> that's yep. That's actually a little bit less your yep. fault. Yeah, I know. That would be annoying. Yeah. But I know people. I know people. I knew this guy that had a breathing habit. <sighs> <sighs> oh, go to therapy. Or kill yourself. <laughs> that's how like we one breathe. One of the two things. That's how we breathe this entire life. Your whole life is going to be awful. <laughs> yeah. If you do that and you don't fix it, your life's going to be awful. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. That's like my... <sighs> having a lisp times a thousand. <sighs> and he couldn't like just breathe through his nose. It was always... <sighs> was this like a church guy? Yeah. Of course it was. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? Because there's no way you meet a person like that in why society it, why if it's God not he- church. Why doesn't God heal him? Because God doesn't exist. <laughs> That's why. So 
there we were. I met that guy. So the first night of uh, Sabaton open air. You could also assume God did it to him. Maybe he's a terrible person. Well, God did do it to him. That's the thing. I guess so. Um, I got off the train in Fallen and just listened <laughs> to people, listened for people speaking English. And I heard these two guys. Coming back like Madonna. And I said, what's up, fellas? Are you going to Sabaton? And they both looked down at their shirts, which were Sabaton shirts. They're like, what gave it away? You and knew I was that like, already? Yeah, I know, but I... just wanted to make a friend? Right. I was like, I heard you guys speak in English. I'm looking for I'm looking for teammates here. They're like, well, where are you from? Canada. They're from Ireland. They're like, oh, yeah, you can cab with us, you know? Shoot the shit in the cab. They're like, oh, you seem like a good shit. You can camp with us, too. So they've been going for like five or six years. There's a huge crew of like 30 people. They had a bunch of Swedish friends that they've made together. It's just like Armstrong, except bigger and funner. That's cool. It was actually so much fun. So the first night, I made a bit of an ass of myself. I got fucking wasted. They they brought this. Isn't like, that like the status quo there? Yeah, it is at Armstrong. It is, no, it is. It is, and everyone kind of like thought it was cool, but they also. So here's what I did. I was I jumped the barrier, and Wait, I was you're like the annoying guy in a sea of shit faced people. I got crowd surfed over the barrier, and then I was like on the stage for a bit. Apparently, this is what everybody told you me. Don't remember? No, I don't remember this. They How told, do you ever know if you had fun? Because uh, sometimes I do remember, and I can tell you a point where I had fun for sure. <laughs> They're like, look at this idiot on stage. That's our idiot. <laughs> and they like came and helped me out, I guess. So, uh, yeah, I first I woke up that morning. They had like this Irish moonshine, cherry bombs, like homemade fucking. What are those called? Maraschino cherries. Yeah. They had that, but then like this homemade Irish moonshine and they, the cherry bombs. I put one in. I bit it. I puked. Like that's how fucking strong it was. Oh, they just soak cherries in moonshine. Yeah. And well, you could drink the moonshine and eat the cherries. Yeah. They called cherry bombs. And they, this dude was eating like seven of them. I threw up after one. I ate two, like got them down. And I was, oh, oh. it was so gross. <laughs> it was so fucking gross. It was so strong. I'm, I swear to God, the guy, the guy's currently blind right now. And uh, so I got wasted the first night. I woke up soaking wet. It's pouring rain. It's like I look at my phone. It's like 4.30 in the morning, and I pissed my tent again. And I'm just like, oh, I was like eight months dry. First night? Yeah, first night. Oh, I pissed when you were gone too. <laughs> Fuck. I'm like eight months dry though, Kyle. It's really brutal. Like I, was, I thought I was. I Dude, put this so part I. of my life behind so me. So was I. <laughs> What the fuck is wrong with us? You know, I didn't start doing it until I started doing this podcast with you. I went to one of your... I, okay, so I met your friend at the bar. He invited me to his party after, but I was like, okay, I'll go. But I got to... Piss the couch soon. No, I got to fucking... I got to go hang out with these guys for a bit, then I'll go over. Yeah. And then I go over. It's like the end of the night. Whatever. The party's winding down, so I have a couple drinks and leave. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, it was fun talking to you guys. See you later. And then I... See him at the bar the next day. He's like, oh, we're fucking twice in a row. We're going now. So yeah. we fucking get shit-faced. Go back to his place, get even more shit-faced. And I wake up on the couch. Sweaty. In, in my underwear. <laughs> between my nipples and my knees. I wake up on the couch in my underwear. Because sometimes I take my clothes. Most of the time I take my clothes off when I sleep. Unless yeah. I pass out. And uh, I'm, I'm dry. The couch is dry. So your friend, J-Rod. Yeah. I'm just going to say his fucking name. He goes to grab my pants to throw them at me. Yeah. And be like, okay, here you go. And he's like, oh, they're soaked. Top to bottom. Top to bottom? How does that even happen? I don't know. It's amazing how much it absorbs up your clothes. I've ruined like two or three phones that way. <laughs> and then his girlfriend comes out and goes, top to bottom. The couch isn't wet. He's not wet. There's no fucking way. He pissed himself. He's like, I saw him spill a drink. Yeah. All over himself when I gave it to him. I gave you a drink last night. You just dropped it in your lap. Oh, that's it. That's promising. And I was like, oh, fuck. Good. Dude, at that moment, I've been exactly where you are, and you're willing to believe anything. Literally anything. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is totally true. Even I, though I don't remember, and I've already pissed myself for the first time a year no, before. No, it was probably what you said. Yeah. So then J-Rod goes, sniffs it. He's like, nope, piss. <laughs> nope. And I'm like, oh, God damn it. It's, he would I've get only, it. I've only done this one other time. Of all the people that would get it, he would get it. And I'm like, how? The fucking couch isn't wet? It's so weird. And then uh, I go to step on the floor. Oh, there it is. There it is. In the carpet. Oh, nice. And I'm just... That cold feeling between their sock feet. And you know what? <laughs> I didn't say a goddamn word about the carpet. <laughs> I guess was, it's a mystery. Was, Must have spilled. See you later. I'm so fucking embarrassed. He fucking... He gave me... Like a pair of shorts. Yeah. Cool about it. I just walked home with my pants wet. And right as we were leaving, they went to that sit down. That walk and... of shame in your piss pants is one oh. of the worst. 
I was no, I was just going underwear. I'm like, I'm walking down the street, my underwear, <laughs> my shirt unbuttoned. I'm just gonna look like trash rather than like walking in my piss pants. <laughs> then as I'm walking out the door, I can see him moving his feet on the floor. Yeah, it's like, well, floor's wet. I'm like, oh, I, I just left. <laughs> Peace. That's my. Thank you. Bye. So yeah, I did that. Oh, I felt so bad. That's a worst. I don't even know how it happens. Because I went to... Oh, yeah, I went to Montreal when you were gone, too. I'll talk about that after. I heard the other podcast. The, f- the fucking story was an epic story. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. But, like, I, I did that, got b- more blackout drunk than I had in years. Didn't piss myself there. I don't know what the formula is. It's a mystery. It's even a mystery to God. So you pissed your fucking tent, too? Yeah, so there, that was that. Was, so, that the mo- was that the longest you've been pissed free? I mean... Eight uh, months in a long time. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Probably. That's so crazy. It's so pathetic. I couldn't imagine. I, it's so pathetic, honestly. Like that's one of the things I like lie awake in bed and be like, what are you doing? Because the only solution, it's not like you're a child, you know. No. The only solution is to just not drink. Yeah, exactly. Because you never pissed yourself sober, right? Yeah. No, I haven't. I mean, I've been sick before when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. that's not what I mean, yeah. though. No, no, no. So no. it's like a conscious effort that you know, like, 1% of the time you're going to piss yourself, and you're just making the conscious decision to be like, okay. I'm cool with I that. Guess, I guess. <laughs> Let it happen where it happens. Exactly. Yeah, dude. So I woke up. I was just so cold and wet and miserable. So I changed, and I walked to Fallon. Nothing was open for, like, seven hours. It was brutal. But I bought, like, four bottles of vodka. I went back to camp. I bought, ended up buying this orange juice that had, like, ginger in it because I can't fucking read Swedish. So I had this terrible... I had the worst screwdriver. It was, like, you know, for your gut, orange juice. Like, this Swedish bullshit. Okay. So I mixed... That's what I had for mixer. What the hell is gut orange juice? I don't know. It was, like, some sort of smoothie. I They read it to me oh. after, but oh, it was, okay. like, not... It looked like orange juice. It was in an orange bottle with a label with an orange on it. It's like full of chalky vitamins. Yeah, it was full of like fucking spinach and fucking ginger. Mostly ginger. I could fully taste ginger in all my drinks. That doesn't sound that bad, though. It was awful. It was disgusting. So that was the first night. Got hella drunk, kind of blacked out. Second day, um, we started drinking immediately. Uh, like, I don't know, 10 in the morning as soon as I got back from the liquor store. Had a great fucking good old time. Who played the second day? I'm, I want to say Ale Storm played the second day, and they were fucking Ryan. They're coming to Rutland also. You got to come with me. They're Scottish Done. pirate metal. Done. They're so much fun. They have a song called Fuck by an Anchor. Fuck <laughs> you <laughs> with a fucking anchor. We're going to punch you. I punched probably 15 people they in the They for sure balls. say wanker, right? Oh, yeah. You're yeah, a fucking so, wanker. Yeah. You're all you're all cunts, so fuck you all. I was so you're punching just people punching people in the, in the balls. balls. Yeah, it was hilarious. They did like, have you ever seen when people, people are just letting it happen? Go in the, no, they were just like, oh, then they would laugh. I expected to get punched. That's back. what I mean. So they're letting it happen. Kind of. Like, yeah. oh, this guy's just what a hilarious guy. <laughs> yeah. He's punching over the balls. You see that? I wasn't, I wasn't like super hard, but I'd be like punch. Like yeah, I'd like make I eye contact. You- like punch, fucking, and they go oh, you know, like a like a playful teammate nut slap. Yeah. I wonder if any if there's any comedy there. Um, you know, if that kills, just punching people in the balls. Like, we had that in the 40s, you know? <laughs> We're they, very... They just got that. Comedically They just advanced. got... You could do that, and it's hilarious. No one gets mad. There's like, that's the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> this guy's punching people in the balls over hey, here. Hey, the song sang to. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you know when people sit down and, like, row in the mosh pit? Have you ever seen that before? I've never seen that. Okay, well, I've seen it before, but I've never seen it on this scale. We must have been 50 guys. Like, What five. does that mean, really? You sit down and oh, you so start... Oh, like you're, like, what? Behind each other? Yeah. like after each other? Yeah, like you're in a rowing <laughs> like galley. Like a rowboat. Yeah, exactly that. But we were, like, five wide and, like, 10 or 12 deep, like, row, row. It was on, like, why? a muddy-ass puddle fucking, like, parking lot. Can you explain Floor. why? Because it's hilarious. One person started doing it, and then you just jump on, and everyone jumps no, on. But I mean, how did that become a thing in metal? I don't know how. I don't know who started it or whence it came. It's bizarre. But it's fucking hilarious. It was the biggest row rowing team I've ever been on. They were awesome. Then at that point, I just, you know, I'm going for a walk. I walk backstage. I just said, I'm in a band. I said, what's up? I'm in a band. They waved me on through. What? To the green room of the whole concert where all the bands were. 
I just said, I'm in a band. They didn't even ask. I'm in a band? Yeah. Do they speak English well? No. I mean, yeah. They they all speak English well, but like they must have heard my accent and just like assumed. And I just like walked in with so much confidence. Awesome. So yeah, I'm back there. I'm like, this is fucking crazy. That is crazy. So I like go to like get some beer out of the tent. Just pretend you're in a band and just start talking to people. That's what I did. I was hanging out with the guitarist from War of Thrones for like, I don't know, 20 minutes. I was like, you know what? I'm not even in a band. I'm just hanging out. He's like, dude, that's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) So I got a picture with him i went to apocalypticus dressing room i saw and my favorite band there and they were there and they were going on in like five minutes and i was like oh, fuck it i'm i'm all the way here i'm going in so i went in i was to like the hey, room to their like yeah dressing before, room. right before they're about to go yeah, on and i was like hey guys huge fan from canada i'm just gonna snap a selfie and the guitarist was like you know in the frame yeah. the other guy's like what the fuck i was like have a good set goodbye <laughs> and so i was so proud of that story uh, and Did you not get kicked out? No. Ensiferm you walked out on your own accord. Yeah, after like an hour, it sucked back there, and Ensiferm <laughs> was starting, so... You didn't just drink all the beer they had? They didn't have any. I asked the lady to go fill up some more. The cooler was empty. I had a coffee. I had a cappuccino. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, well, it, did. it was honestly pretty ghetto. If I was playing there, I'd be like, this is pretty lame i guess well that's what you get for being in a metal band i guess there's like 40 bands so to cater to the whole thing what might have been a bit pricey on the venue i don't know anyways so the next day okay so it's not like they're making shitloads of money off your tickets or anything oh wait yeah who knows what it costs to put that on anyways uh and sperm was dope then i was about to go home for or back to the tent for the night and i came across a uh, group of pirates. What would you call a group of pirates? Like a murder of pirates? Like if they were crows? Yeah, I a guess. gaggle of pirates. I, there's only the gag. I didn't want to say gaggle. <laughs> Too many fucking comics say gaggle of something, and they're goddamn jokes. Yeah, it's annoying. I hate it. Gaggle of midgets. Someone said last night. Yeah, last night even. Yep. Fuck. So there's a group of pirates going the other way, talking like pirates. I call them a brood. One guy. A brood. A brood of pirates. That's yeah. good. So this, the leader of the brood of pirates had like a stuffed parrot on his shoulder, fucking hat, mustache curled up, gold jewelry everywhere, big ass rings. And he was like, <laughs> where the fuck are you going? You know, I talk like that too, of course. No, he had a Swedish accent, but he said in Swedish. And I said, oh, I don't speak Swedish. He said, where the fuck are you going? I was like, back to my tent. He's like, Lagerstein is that way. And I was like, this guy, I feel like knows what the fuck he's talking about. I'm going to go see Lagerstein. So I got my my new best friend there, Anton. I was like, Anton, you're coming with me. The kid's awesome, by the way. He works in the Air Force. He made his own speaker. Where's he, where's he from? He's from Sweden, from uh, some small town, like four hours away. Anyways, he built his own speaker there, and it was the loudest speaker in the whole campground. Anytime we wanted to drown anybody out, it ran on like three car batteries. It weighed like <laughs> 80 kilos. It was fucking a bastard to move. But yeah, whenever we wanted to like listen to what we wanted to listen to, our t- campsite had the loudest speaker. That's fucking awesome. It was fucking. So that guy came back with me for Lagerstein. I would love to flex at a concert like that who, or a festival. Who Lagerstein is like a Austra- like the Australian alestorm. They're just like p- pirate. You're just saying things I don't know. Okay, well, pirate booze oh, metal. Alestorm was the one that's coming to Rotland. Yeah. Okay. So they're pirate booze metal from Scotland. Lager signs that from Australia. Didn't even know this was a genre. I thought they're Alestorm really was maybe a, a one-off. They're like kind How of. How many goblin metal bands are there? Oh, uh, you know, thousands. There's a lot of them? Thousands, man. How I many, thought there's only one. How many orcs were at fucking, you know. <laughs> I don't know any of this shit. The two towers. Fuck. Everyone in metal is a fantasy dork. Yeah, pretty much. It's cosplay. Yeah, there was a for pro- dudes and beards. There was a guy that was a professional Viking. He's dressed as a Viking, and he says he's gotten acting work and commercial work being a Viking. He, says, he says I'm a professional Viking. He was a dope dude. <laughs> so Lagerstein kicked so much ass; it's crazy. They were fucking hilarious. They have a song called "Shoey," where they drink out of a shoe, and they like you know traded shoes and drank beer out of it. They had a song called "Beer Bong," where every member did a beer bong. The lead singer was drinking rum. And it had to have been watered down, but if it wasn't, the guy's a fucking legend. He drank like a whole, like half a bottle of rum in one go at the end of the song. Disgusting. It was amazing. They were they did a cover of Eddie Murphy's Party All the Time. Really? <laughs> My wench likes to party all the time. <laughs> <That's> so <weird. laughs> And the guy was dancing all sexy, and he's like kind of not 
a lot. From dude. a person that doesn't go to this, it seems like a parody. It was. It almost was a parody. That's what was so funny about it. But it was also serious. I mean, they knew. They know they're a bunch of shitheads, right? Mm-hmm. They're like they dig and bury gold. All the guitarists are using their guitars as shovels, and they look like they're sort of like some sort of Muppet <laughs> thing. I gotta say, they were my favorite band there. I think they stole the show. They were the most fun. Um. Friday rolls around, more of the same, bunch of sick bands. I'm showing everybody my pictures of me getting backstage because I'm so proud of it. Yeah. Turns out it's a cool story. The head it's of even security gets fired and like everybody working that on that shift got fired. Are you kidding? <laughs> How'd they find out? Because I was sh- I was telling everybody and rumor got around that some Canadian was fucking backstage. No way. <laughs> yeah. If I didn't tell any I shouldn't have told anybody, but I didn't think that would happen. Yeah, me neither. I wouldn't. Ne- I would have never guessed that. Yeah, rumors happen all the time, dude. I overheard. I overheard two security guards talking. They're like, "Yeah, they just fucking let some guy back there. He's walking around taking pictures." <laughs> oh, then, you ruined the guy's life. I mean, maybe kind of. No, I'm just kidding. Those security jobs are also, temporary as fuck. Also, they did fuck up. Like, they just let me back in with no yeah, resistance. I'm in a band. Not even the <laughs> yeah, name of the yeah, band. Just a band. I'm a musician. I was wearing my Necrogoblicon shirt. I looked just like a. I was fucking wasted too, like wasted. Like what band? What band is that guy in? Because they're gonna suck. Yeah, no shit. Um, Saturday, I was so hungover already from three days of drinking that I didn't get up almost the whole day. But I did go to the last band, Sabaton. They kicked ass. Um, we jumped up and down. There was like no mosh pit. Swedish people don't mosh. I did a belly flop in the mosh pit during Lagerstein because I, you know, this was going to be a great party move, and it was for like two seconds. But then I was freezing cold, soaking wet, and covered in dirt and mud for the rest of the night, which I hated. You have no like forethought. You just do it. I was like, this is going to be fucking sick. Do it. I yeah. gave the double chest pat and fucking like hard. It also hurt because the puddle turned out. It looked a little bit deep, but it was really only like an inch deep. <laughs> <laughs> It, it was like, awesome. yeah, it was like a cartoon puddle. You know how like one guy jumps in and disappears and then yeah. the next guy just fucking right on his face. Yeah, that was me because I stepped somewhere. Except no one did it first. <laughs> You're just like, yeah, it's proud. Looks deep. Looks well, I had deep. stepped in it and my foot went in. So somewhere else in that puddle, it was kind of deep. <laughs> <laughs> I was picking sand out of my beard for days. Uh, sand and dandruff. That's pretty much it. Our flight backs. Our flights back were totally fucked. Our very first flight was canceled, and then everything after that was fucked. We were sprinting through every airport, mm-hmm. sitting in the middle seats everywhere. They lost both our bags. We got, we made it. Everything's fine. That's the quick and dirty trip of Sweden. I posted right a bunch of pictures on my Instagram. A lot of Dick Spazer. A lot of not D Y C K D Y C K underscore underscore S P A Z E R E R. Okay, and on Instagram. That's a Sweden trip. I check it out. Caleb being gay. So I took up. Uh, I listened to your last podcast. Yeah. With the imposter. Did you hear? I did a. I did a homage to you in uh, Montreal. What? Yeah. I did. I, I yeah. You, you heard my memory. it. I walked up to a French dude, a lot of shit fans. Oh, yeah. Asked him, <laughs> "How do I say I have a small penis in French?" He said it in French, and then I had my dick out. <laughs> and then I just looked down at my dick. <laughs> And he looked at it. I'm glad they started laughing. Isn't it a great move? <laughs> yeah, I did that during Ailstorm. They divided the <laughs> you did. yeah they divided the crowd in two for like a wall of death, and everyone's pointing and like ah, oh. and some guys looking at me, and I just pull my pants down. The band's like <laughs> Ailstorm's like, holy shit, buddy, pull your pants up. <laughs> oh. and I was like, oh fuck. Yeah, Montreal's crazy. Yeah, you heard it already, but it was fucking nuts. Um, I took exception to uh, both of you guys calling me an idiot over yeah. the surface area, the square kilometerage of Israel and Vancouver Island. You fucking tards. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like you guessed. No, I looked this up. It is, in fact, that the and I'm talking about the current nation state of Israel is smaller than Vancouver Island. It's like 23,000 kilometers squared. Vancouver Island's almost 32 kilometers squared. Why so do we even care about this place then? I don't you know. It's a very because they wrote this fucking book, and but the other thing in the email, the guy asked, you know, one point two million people in this the space that they were wandering was even sure you can read the email. So the space that they were wandering was even smaller than the current state of Israel. It's really their march is eight hundred kilometers. That's like the entirety of their march. (laughs) 
It took them 40 years, 1.2 million people in that mu- in that much time. Seems unlikely. And so Seems improbable. His question was about the population <laughs> density. This is what he says. He said, Caleb says that the area the Jews are attacking and occupying is about the size of Vancouver Island. Smaller. Smaller than that. If that's true, then I don't even... Then I don't think it'll even fucking fit. Vancouver Island has an area of a little over 31,000 kilometers. The Jews supposedly had an army of 600,000 fighting men, so 1.2 million people if you count the women. Yeah. But that's women and children. So multiply by three, it's really 1.8 million. Modern day Israel has almost over, just over 9 million people. I looked this up today. So they have over 9 million people in a smaller place. And they have a population density of 411 per kilometer squared. Okay. And because that's straight up from Wikipedia. So you're saying you could do it. Yeah, easy. And they are the 18th most... It depends what you mean by anything won't fit, because the entire world can fit into Texas. Yeah. So it depends on what the hell you mean by won't so, fit. But like as in current modern day times, they have 9 million people living in the current state of Israel, which is 23,000 kilometers squared, and it's 411 people per square kilometer. So how many square meters of land does each person get? Does he, did he do his fucking math wrong? Because I didn't do it. He might I didn't have, check his math. The thing is... Because he says each Jew would have about 26 square meters of land if they're equally dispersed. So that'd be four to a kilometer. The Wikipedia said 411 per kilometer squared currently. So that's what people live in now. And that's the, Oh wow. That's so I guess they're stacked on top of each other. Yeah. So they are the 18th most densely populated country. There's 17 more countries, more densely populated than Israel. So it's like New York. Everyone, they built up. Yeah, I guess. They had to. Yes. So, but yes, in ancient times, in, you know, two-story, three-story, maybe... Two-story, three-story? Fuck that two-story, maybe. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. At the most, four or five stories in, like, the palace. Yeah. And they build everything on top of itself, Yeah, but to be four stories, it has to be, like, half a kilometer wide so they can build up to it, Yeah, exactly. So, it probably would have been pretty, pretty, uh, pretty cramped in there. And, uh... The question about... He also says, why are they even bothering with military strategy if God is on their side? Which is a very good question. And, you know, one of the Sunday School 101 questions. And I felt like Simeon gave a tremendous answer in that God's the coach. So God gives you the strength to do it, but you actually have to do it. You'll notice that every time you ask God for something, it ends up you being the guy to do the job. Yeah. So God, could you please help me with this? Yes. If you know, can you help me with my health? Yes. If you eat better and exercise, yeah, that's a great answer loophole though. Yeah. Cause it means that God, well, I mean, he literally does control people in the yeah. Bible, Yeah. but uh, it's a, if you want to, if you're trying to convince yourself, well, no, it's nonsense because he does control people. In yes, the Bible. I understand that. But if you're trying to convince yourself modern day, yeah. if you just think of God as your coach and if you ask he, him he for guidance. He gives you the tools. Exactly. He'll give you the strength, man. He'll get you through it. But you can, still you can you really do. wrap you can wrap your head around that. And it's an effective, um, I don't know, self-manipulation pool, tool. What did my friend say? Uh, these people just placeboing themselves to death. I thought it was a brilliant That's a good line. answer. Yeah. yeah. So they just placebo themselves. You know, God's in control. I'm going to do the best I can. He wouldn't give me a test. That's not too hard for me. Yeah. And that's a coping mechanism it's that can get, get through. Confidence to be, to be, convince yourself to be able to do the things you're trying to give do. Give God is the glory. And it comes across as humility <clears throat> too. When you do something, you say, give God the glory. Right. Yeah. People think, wow, that guy. Wow. And having unlimited confidence, if you actually believe there's a God on your side, like all the fucking, look how many star football players are just like God. You know what I mean? And megalomaniacs. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And narcissists. (laughs) We're going to get, we're over it. Um, The, do you know what I mean? That was involuntary. Um, Yeah. So that, that, those were, those were good questions. And uh, you two, I was I was raging on the plane listening to you guys laughing at how I just <laughs> measured it with my finger and walked over there. Yeah, Caleb doesn't know fucking anything. He doesn't research at all. I was like, you fucking dickholes. That was my favorite part. That's why I take the time to like, most of the time when I say something, I'm like, that's why I always say, this is where I learned this. And you go, you don't have to do that. You can just say shit as it's yeah, fact. Yeah, you can. So I like to reference my, so you guys know. And I, I don't know. What did th- you think about uh, Simeon's reading skills? They were sub subpar, but he doesn't. He wasn't professionally <laughs> trained, right? <laughs> you. You're a professional broadcaster. I forgot. Yeah, I mean, I'm a professionally trained broadcaster. I never did it for work, unless we count. Do it right now, man. Did the mic pick that up? Holy shit! Kyle My just neck? cracked his neck. Yeah, you I heard fi- that? I think I feel like I picked it up. There's in the no mic. way you didn't. You heard it normally, so yeah, the mic picked it up. Um, I'm broken. So it's oh. 
the cities of refuge. So you guys read about that. One thing that you I think misunderstood was that these cities are designed so they are the cities that only criminals live in. That's not the case. They're cities that criminals can go to. So it's all Why right. Why would you ever volunteer your city to be a refuge city? You wouldn't. That's why God picked them. They were How does that work? God. God so science. you cast lots of then God science, yeah. So, and then the priest goes, that one's the refuge yeah, one. Yeah, obviously those cities are going to be <laughs> shitty. And you guys kind of address this, but uh, so a person comes to the gate to make his case, right? And then the judges deem. So you're getting pretty one-sided versions of stories, right? Every time. Yeah, it's not. A, it doesn't seem like a very effective system. Yeah, and you get the one-sided from the criminal's point of view. Yeah, with no witnesses. And he just gets there first and be like, so I accidentally hit someone with my axe 13 times. And uh, it was a total accident. I didn't know he was standing there. I love when you're like, no one dies by accident. Can't come up with one scenario. Give with like eight. <laughs> yeah. He's like, hand tools fail all the time. I was like, that is a valid point. <laughs> and everything over... I was um, picturing like Bugs Bunny pushing a boulder off a fucking yeah. hill, you know? Yeah, everything over a meter, you're up there yourself on sketchy ladders. <laughs> you don't got your PPE, man. No hard hats, no high vis, no steel toes. Yeah. There's all kinds of ways. Plus just like, you know, cuts getting infected and dying. That too. But I, I feel like that wouldn't be a run from the city to a refuge. Well, if, if some guy gets a cut and gets an infection and then dies. Depends on the nature of the cut. Obviously, this is a silly argument to have because mm -hmm. neither of us know. So if you go up I can feel you digging in and I can feel me starting to defend this <laughs> point. And it's like, why are we doing this? <laughs> because it, can you just go up to someone, give them a little cut, and now you're a murderer if it gets infected and they die? See, that's one scenario. Could you do that, though? I don't See, I don't know. Would you get convicted? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. But I imagine if... You gave them a more significant cut and they died a few days later. Like they didn't. So you. No, I get it. Yeah, I agree. Stab them and then they die. <laughs> yeah. A few days later. They didn't die as, you know, when you stabbed them. They died later. Yeah. It's still your fault. It's That's how it's like now, too. Yeah. But my point is, if you give someone a paper cut and they somehow get an infection. I don't think they would even correlate the two. Yeah, maybe not. Back then. Stupid. You could get away with murder constantly. I think. So you're just, your plan is to infect people with paper cuts? Where are you going to get the paper cut? Dude, everything's dirty. Where are you going to get the paper? A knife. Okay, a knife cut. Yeah. And, and you're going to, you know, shit on your knife like the assassin. Don't even of, need to. Of Genghis Khan. Don't even need to. Everything's dirty. Everything's dirty. Um, how funny was Simeon's story about being up in Whistler? It's so much better when he tells it. Yeah, because I, I didn't know half the details. Yeah, and you get his firsthand perspective. Yeah. of being there. Yeah, it's fucking great. When he's standing behind the fucking tree, like psyching himself up to talk to these guys, I just put my <laughs> I just put myself in that scenario, and I just start laughing, like, "What the fuck?" Because you know it could happen to you. Oh yeah, and there's no way out. And if you have this is you either stay in that forest till the sun comes up, and then you're still naked in a forest, and now it's bright out, or you you know. Put you, lay yourself. You just wait till you see two dudes where you're like, yeah. these guys seem cool. Hey. <laughs> yeah. This is going to sound a little weird. Hey, girls. This is going to be a weird story. <laughs> Doesn't really come across. His fucking fanny pack, man. That's so funny. All right. So do you remember what you learned last week? We just went over that. Yeah, we just went over it. Um, <clears throat> I guess I relearned it right now. Well, you learned it properly. Yeah, you're not as dumb as I thought. That's the... Thank you. That's yeah. actually, we'll put that one down. Caleb, that's maybe the title. Not as dumb as we thought. <laughs> Until you um, piss yourself again. Then I'm back to being. Yeah, that's not, that's not correlated with intelligence. I'm sure Einstein it probably is. pissed himself every once in a while. You think so? Isaac Newton stabbed <laughs> himself in an eye with a needle. That guy was fucking crazy as shit. Apparently he died a virgin. Isaac Newton was a miserable prick that nobody liked. Huh. And he had calculus. He had it solved. And on a bet, right? Somebody bet on some like lord in England bet that they could solve calculus, but they had Newton in his back pocket. Oh, okay. So he's he, he solved it, right? It's like I think it was six books, and he gave him the second, the the third and fourth and fourth, fifth and sixth book. Yeah. And they're like, so it's this is it, and they still couldn't figure it out. They're like, can you just give us the first three books? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. What a brick, though. Yeah, apparently, you know, people were like would have been working on it for I heard like a long time. I heard like 
four people across the world solve calculus at roughly the exact same time. Yeah. I mean, ish. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're, we're pretty smart guys for knowing that. Yeah, I'm pretty smart. So Knowledgeable. We uh, read about the towns for the Levites. The Eastern tribes return home. This is from Joshua chapter 22. And how far are we to the end of the book of Joshua? Only like three more pages, dude. That's, we're making progress on this thing. And Joshua summoned the Reubenites, the Gadites, the half-tribe of Massanet. I know I say that wrong now. <laughs> Manasseh. Yeah, he really... Uh, he, liked, he he said it the way you said it, though. Yeah. Looking up to his big brother, pronouncing words wrong. It's, it's <clears throat> Not believing in God. What a bad influence you've been on his life. You have done so... Getting drunk, getting naked, running through... Joshua summoned the, the Reubenites. Just like his big bro. And said to them... You have done all that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded, and you have obeyed me in everything I commanded. For a long time now, to this very day, you have not deserted your brothers, but have carried out the mission of the Lord your God gave you. Now that the Lord your God has given your brothers rest as he promised, return to your homes in the land that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you on the other side of the Jordan. But be very careful to keep the commandment and the law, the, lo- the, the law that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you. To love the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, to obey his commands, to hold fast to him, and to serve him with all your heart and all your soul. Then Joshua blessed them and sent them away, and they went to their homes. To the half-tribe of Manasseh, Moses had given the land of Bashan, and the other half of the tribe of Joshua gave the land on the west side of the Jordan with their brothers. When Joshua sent them home, he blessed them, saying, Return to your homes with your great wealth, with large herds of livestock, stock, with silver, gold, bronze, and iron, and a great quantity of clothing, and divide with your brothers the plunder of your enemies. So the Reubenites, Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh left the Israelites at Shiloh and Canaan to return to Gilead, their own land, which they had acquired in accordance with the command of the Lord through Moses. When they came up to Gelioth, near the Jordan in the land of Canaan, the Reuben and Gadites and the half-tribes of Manasseh built an imposing altar there by the Jordan. Imposing altar. What do you think that looked like? Uh, What are they scared of? Uh, Foreskin? There'd be foreskin on it. There would be definitely definitely some angels. Probably pretty big. They built an imposing altar. And when the Israelites had heard that they had built the altar on the border near Canaan, near Gelioth, near the Jordan, on the Israelite side, the whole assembly of Israel gathered at Shiloh to go to war against them. The whole assembly of Israel. Against who? Against, yeah. The Israelites heard. And when the Israelites heard that they had built the altar on the border of Canaan. Oh, against the Canaanites. So they built that big altar there. Oh, to scare the Israelites. So the Israelites went... Sent Phineas, the son of Eleazar the priest, to the land of Gilead, to Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribes of Manasseh. With him they sent ten of the chief men, one of each of the tribes of Israel, each head of a family division among the Israelite clans. When they went to Gilead, to Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, they said to them, The whole assembly of the Lord says, How could you break faith with the God of Israel like this? How could you turn away from the Lord and build yourselves an altar in rebellion against him now? Was not the sin of Peor enough for us? Up to this very day, we have not cleansed ourselves from that sin, even though a plague fell on the community of the Lord. And now you are turning away from the Lord? Okay, so what the fuck just happened here? I don't really know. Mo- Joshua hard says. To follow. Joshua says, go home and blesses them. They yeah. go there. <clears throat> they build but an home, altar. But home is near. They built the altar, the Israelites? Yeah, so remember... There's the Gadites, the Reubenites, and the half-tribe of Massinate yeah. built it on the other side of the Jordan before they crossed the Jordan River. Okay. Then they crossed the Jordan River, and that's the promised land. And then they saw an altar so then, by the Canaanites? Yeah, remember? And it was like a big deal. They're like, listen, this is your place to live, but you have to help us come finish the conquest before we let you go back. Yeah. So they helped them fight, right? They left their new homes. Oh, and they're on their way back. They came back. They built an altar. And now the whole Israelite assembly comes back to the... Jordan River to, to, I guess, fight their, like, a civil war, it's sounding like. Wait, what? what? Really? Yeah, was it not? They <clears throat> said, didn't they do what they asked? It sounded like they didn't did. Didn't they do exactly what they asked them to? 
Yeah. They said, come fight with us. Then you can have the land before the Jordan. And Joshua blessed them and said, go back. And then now when they came to Gilead, I'm going to read it again. When they came to Gilead near the Jordan in the land of Canaan, the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, built an imposing altar there by the Jordan. And when the Israelites heard that they had built an altar on the border of Canaan at Gilead near the Jordan on the Israelite side, the whole assembly of Israel gathered at Shiloh to go to war against them. So they must have built this altar to another god. Because it doesn't say an altar to the Lord your God. It just says an altar. And it was near the border of the Canaanites. So they must be... That, that's, so that's yet another example of people forgetting the what God it, just it, did. Exactly. Yeah. Nonsense. That is so unbelievable that it keeps happening. It is. It's completely unbelievable. Yeah, every one of these people are the dumbest things that have ever existed. Yeah. Or maybe it didn't go exactly like this, you know? Or like this at all. Well, how could it have? What do you think actually happened then? It's confusing. So these, the people that before the Jordan, who are they again? The half tribe, Reubenites, Gadites, and the half tribe of Manasseh. All of them. Um, those those are the three ones that they always bring. <laughs> they had up. to came come fight, and then they were going to get sent back. Yeah, and they did get sent back, and Joshua blessed them and, and said, then, "Take all this booty." As ta- soon as they got back from their conquest for God, they built an they altar. built an altar to a different god. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty dumb. It's not just dumb. It's literally unbelievable. Yeah, it is. It is. It's craziness. And I can't think of even how that was exaggerated. Or maybe it was just like, fuck these guys. We want their land. They're not really one of us anyway. They pussied out. They took the early escape. Let's just say they built an altar and kill them all. Yeah, so it's like propaganda after the fact. Yeah. To go. I don't think they actually go to war, though. Let's keep reading. So they said... <clears throat> Because that is just so hard to believe that everyone, it's like how uh, right now, right now, all these uh, like people with most heat on them keep killing themselves and everyone goes in the media. Yeah, yeah, I guess they killed themselves again. (laughs) Another person related to the Clintons killed themselves. Whereas if it's the Jews, yet another one built an altar to a different (laughs) God. It's kind of. I guess, hey, how'd they die? Well. We killed them all because they built they built an altar worshiping another god. There's the if altar you can over there. That. It's yep. irrefutable evidence. Yep, there it is. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to read that little part again. So the whole assembly of the Lord says, how could you break faith with the God of Israel like this? So it must have been to the other God. How could you turn away from the Lord and your... I like uh, how now they're vague. And build yourselves an altar in the yeah, rebellion. Yeah, give us no details now, but I want exactly the f- square footage of the territory you occupy was not the sin of pure enough for us up to this very day we have not cleansed ourselves from that sin so i'm skipping back to the end now um if you rebel against the lord today tomorrow he will be angry with the whole community of israel if the land you possess is defiled come over to the lord's land where the lord's tabernacle stands and share the land with us but do not rebel against the lord or any against us by building an altar for yourselves other than the altar of the Lord, our God. So, altar for yourselves. Is that a different God, or is that an altar where you're like, look at me and not them? Is that Does that exist as a concept? I think it's a different God. I can't imagine they're building altars. That doesn't altars. make any fucking sense. They, who knows what they worship? At this time, this is probably like some pagan tribe that like a lot of them... God keeps saying no other gods, but they keep worshiping their neighbor's gods. Like yeah. this keeps happening. So they probably worship their ancestors. They probably worship the sun and the moon, you know, people based on whatever wind blowing that day or rain. Coming. So it's fair to say that God isn't showing himself to the extent that's well, being it described see- in the Bible. No, it's not, I don't know what to say. It's a giant fucking paradox. That makes no sense. Either God is doing all these things and they're morons and they're just idiots. Yeah. And this is happening. Or maybe there's lots of dudes named Joseph talking about their God, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's clearly like a propaganda tale. It's written yeah. that way. Like, this is why we're so great. And, the, and every time someone goes against God, it goes bad for a little bit, but then they get punished and then they turn around and it goes good. Mm-hmm. There's always redemption as long as you do exactly what I say. Um. Do not sin. Uh, do not rebel against the Lord or against us by building an altar for yourselves other than the altar of the Lord our God. When Achan, son of Zerah, you know it suck. What? Like living your whole life as like a as a completely pure, loving, caring person, right? Your whole life, you've done everything right. You're fucking Mister Rogers. Fucking Mister Rogers. Fucking Mister Rogers. Mister Rogers' and boyfriend. You, you get you get to like the gates. Is that a real thing in the Bible? Saint P- Saint Peter, 
I is mean, it? That's, that's, the, the that's the setup for a lot of punchlines. There, he do, they do talk <clears throat> about the gates of the new city. So that's, but I don't think there's they're watching. There's them no like one bouncers. judgment. Okay, I let's, think if you're there, you're already in. Okay, let's say you get to the gates and there is a gate, right? And he's like, you lived your I life. I can't imagine there's a giant slum in the <laughs> celestial city, like right outside, all the people just waiting to get in. And he's like, maybe it happens instantaneously, yeah. right? All at once. But then you go up Go there, up, see what like, you didn't get to and see. And the guy goes, you lived your life. You're a great person. You're pure. Everything I asked for. But your dad fucked up, so that's seven generations. <laughs> You're going to hell. <laughs> that's what it says. Right? Dude, can you pause it? Yeah. And we're back. Um, did you use my bidet? I actually after did. Having your violent diarrhea. I actually did this time. Isn't it way better? Yeah, it was a nice. It was like a nice cold dolphin kiss. <laughs> um, right in your asshole. <laughs> then, so why did you bring this evil on us by building someone an altar for somebody else? When Aiken, son of Zira, acted unfaithfully regarding the devoted things, did not wrath come upon the whole community of Israel? He. He was not the only one who died for his sin. So they're referencing back when they first conquered um, Jericho and Achan took some of the holy things for himself and then they got struck by the plague. Mm -hmm. And then didn't he didn't he cause them to get routed? I thought was the thing. Whatever. That Maybe I don't that I don't Aiken might have been back in the desert when they got struck with the plague because that's when Aaron held the stick, the bronze snake up and that healed everybody. Some of this the... shit is so stupid. When you say it back like that, yeah. Oh no, that was a, he held the the stick up and then it cured Bronze everybody. Snake, yeah, the, the snake. That's where we get the <clears throat> emblem of the Hippocratic Oath. I, I'm quite sure. I think you're right. Um, then Reuben, Gad, and the half tribe of Manasseh story. replied to the heads of the clans of Israel: "The Mighty One, God, the Lord, the Mighty One, God, the Lord. He knows, and let Israel know." If this has been a rebellion or disobedience to the Lord, do not spare us this day. If we have built our own altar to turn away from the Lord and to offer burnt offerings and grain offerings or to sacrifice fellowship offerings on it, may the Lord himself call us into account. No, we did, the, did it for fear that someday your descendants might say to ours, what did you have to do with the Lord, the Lord God of Israel? The Lord has made the Jordan a boundary between us and you, you Reubenites and Gadites. You have no share in this you have no share in the Lord. So your descendants might cause ours to stop fearing the Lord. That is why we said, let us get ready and build an altar, but not for burnt offerings or sacrifices. On the contrary, it is to be a witness between us and you and that generations that follow that we will worship the Lord at his sanctuary with our burnt offerings, sacrifices, and fellowship offerings. Then in the future, your descendants will not be able to say to ours, you have no share in the land. So I guess this was a big misunderstanding. They went back to their side of Jordan, built this massive fucking altar. And Israel's like, what the fuck? You can't build that altar. We got the tent. You're supposed to do that shit at the tent. They must be building this for themselves. And the Reuben and Gadites were like, no, 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 hold up, hold up. We just wanted to make sure that, you know, in generations to come, you'll look at this altar. Remember that we were there. We're your <laughs> bros. Well, that's actually a good answer because you're across the Jordan. Yeah. And they, yeah. So they say and that uh, usually divides, you know, then Israel replied. If they ever say this to us, to our descendants, we will answer. Look at the replica of the Lord's altar, which our fathers built. Not for burnt offerings and sacrifices, but as a witness between us and you. So, yeah, it's a replica of the great altar oh, that okay. they have. So they thought they... And they were going over there to kill them. Yeah. <laughs> for I mean, God's killed people for less, for using the Way wrong less. fire. That's true. Far be it from us to rebel against the Lord and turn away from him today by building an altar for burnt offerings, grain offerings, and sacrifices other than the altar of the Lord, our God, that stands before his tabernacle. When Phineas the priest and the leaders of the community, the heads of the clans of the Israelites, heard what Reuben, Gad, and Massenet had to say, they were pleased. And Phineas, the son of Eleazar, the priest, said to Reuben, Gad, and Massenet, Jesus Christ, today we know that the Lord is with us because you have not acted unfaithfully toward the Lord in this matter. Now you have... That should be like a symbolism of the entire religion. It's just, if I had to one quote, all of Christianity, unnecessary details. Because <laughs> yeah. you never your, get details where you want them. Your girlfriend's it's always the story. unnecessary ones. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and fucking, and then repeated. And then Phineas, the son of Eleazar, the priest, 
and the leaders returned to Canaan from their meeting with the Reubenites, the Gadites, and Gilead. They reported to the Israelites. They were glad to hear the report and praise God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And they talked no more about going to war against them to devastate the country where the Reubenites and Gadites lived. And the Reubenites and Gadites gave their altar this name, a witness between us and the Lord is a witness between us that the Lord is God. And uh, I think that brings us to the end of the read this week, Kyle. Right on. Next week, Joshua says farewell and dies. Wow. Yeah. Is he old? He might be old. That's a detail they didn't want to include. No, he but is, they said those names twice. He, so. he is old. He's old and well advanced in years. Okay. But uh, it is his time. It is a. It's a quite an interesting way that he dies. I, I recommend you <laughs> really? listen to next week. Yep. Okay. Cool. Did you learn anything today? You learned that I'm not such a dumbass. Yeah, I, and maybe not to jump all over the Bible right away until you find out that it was just a big misunderstanding. Yeah, yeah, it is. And um, not to assume Caleb's an idiot. It's just a big misunderstanding. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I think yeah, that brings us to the end of the podcast. Do we have any emails? We do. We got one from Keith. Do we have time to read it? Uh, we can save it for next week. Yeah. Let's save it. It's actually really long. Okay, let's save it. Keith. Sorry, guys. Sorry and to get your dick. We'll get this podcast up back on, on time. Once Caleb's back now, this is going out right at, <laughs> tonight. Nice. So you get the rest on time, Saturday, Sunday at 10 o'clock, but this one's going up late. So Hey, also, it it's a free it fucking podcast, dicks unsubscribe <laughs> yeah unsubscribe give a one-star review yeah see no, if we give a, a fuck. fuck yeah fuck it burn it down kill it and burn it play the song yeah caleb's gonna go have diarrhea but you can find us at canadacomedy.ca you can send your emails to biblebeaters at canadacomedy.ca biblebeaters on instagram caleb's dick spazer on instagram i'm kyle vesner peace You ain't gotta die. Chippin' don't.